I could usually count on Nunzio to see things from my point of view, but I was starting to doubt my own conviction about the importance of my absolute discretion. What's the difference between him telling his friend and you telling me? I ground my teeth together and dropped to the mattress again. You're not a condescending piece of shit. I am to David. There was no remorse in Nunzio's voice. Who did he tell? I don't know, some woman named Karen. Ray, I'm having a hard time thinking Karen was condescending to you. I worked with her for years. She's a nice lady. Considering I'd only been in Karen's presence for a few minutes, I had no idea if she was nice. But I had no evidence of her being an asshole either. I had no evidence of anything other than my constant annoyance with people who were the polar opposite of me and my unimpressive existence. It's just a feeling I got, I muttered, pressing my palm against my eyes. What feeling? The feeling of not measuring up to anyone. I didn't measure up to my friends, but they'd known me long enough to have seen it coming years ago. I'd fallen right into the position everyone had expected. No one asked questions. No one even thought I cared. Some people even thought my lack of concern was admirable. I wasn't conforming. I was true to my word, and no one had ever been able to mold me into anything I didn't want to be. But off my block and outside of my old neighborhood, things were different. People looked at me and wondered what I'd been doing since my high school graduation. Why my work history was only a year old. How I'd paid rent. Who had supported me. Why my older brother didn't influence me to do something with myself. What I thought I was doing with my life. And even if people didn't say it aloud, I could see the questions in their eyes. The judgment. And that hadn't bothered me before. Not until I'd been surrounded by people who had never even considered taking a long-term sabbatical from adulthood. People who had real goals, and who had followed the beaten path. Like the drudges at work, and then David's friends. Forget it. Unimportant. It's not unimportant if it's upsetting you. I've never seen you this stressed. Because I used to be in my comfort zone. Now I'm... I don't know where the hell I am. I gestured vaguely. Drifting. It's not just you who feels that way. Nunzio was silent a moment, thinking. Did you ever take into consideration that I gave up a secure, tenured position with good benefits and a solid union to teach in a GED program for less pay? I uncovered my face. Yeah, but there's no but, Nunzio said. It's different, and we're worlds apart in existence, but how do you think people reacted to me? Like I was an idiot. A naive, idealistic queer who was given up a solid career to go teach in an LGBT center for half of my salary. It didn't matter to a lot of people that the DOE made me feel like whatever I did, I wasn't making a difference. All they knew was that I'd abandoned a career that I'd spent almost a decade putting time into. But those people are idiots. Those people are the majority. Nunzio hunched forward, arms on his knees, frowning. And it's not just me. People judge Michael for not going into leadership classes. They think dedicating your career to teaching is a waste of time. You should always be trying to climb the ladder. It doesn't matter if teaching is where his passion is. And you could talk to David about that. His generation of teachers is pressured to skip into leadership after spending only a handful of years in the classroom. 
Anything less, and he's seen as a failed administrator instead of a dedicated teacher.